Hello and welcome to Cat Happens, the freaking podcast where I have the cat on the screen. I'm going to be doing the podcast just like this, holding the cat <laughs> until she scratches the shit out of me, which uh, just happened. So I think that's over. Um, no, that wasn't that bad. No blood. We're good. Um, but hey, at least I got to show my cat to the video audience. And if you want to be the video audience, hey, go to shrophomevideo.com um, at the right time, <laughs> which is what? 530-ish um, Sunday nights. That's Pacific time. So if you're the one next to Pacific time, it's going to be 630. If you're uh, Central time, that's going to be 730. And if you're Eastern time, it's going to be 830 on Sunday. What other time zones are there that we could convert it to? Oh, if you're in Britain, that's going to be 4.30 in the morning, I think. No, that's not right. 1 in the morning? 1.30 in the morning? That sounds closer. Got any time zones, Kevin? Um, so that would be 9.30 Atlantic. Um, wow. Atlantic. Who's in Atlantic time? Canada? Yeah, the very, very eastern tip of Maine and then part of eastern Canada. Why isn't Maine? I guess, is that observed? Does Maine actually use that? or do they go I don't like, know. There's, there's not many be. people that live in that part. But yeah, it's, it's 1.30 a.m. Uh, England time. If I lived in, yeah, okay, that sounds right. If I lived in Maine, I would just be like, let's just use the, the other time zone. I don't think we need to, like, who yeah. cares? We, we don't need to be that right on the money. Time is a construct. Um, it is. Man. This sucks. What a bad show. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe do the, the radio open again, but then I was like, maybe I'll just go get my cat. That wasn't the right move. That wasn't good. Um, before I did the show, or uh, before we started the show, Jason was here. Look again, if you're watching the video, you could also check out the videos on that happens pod.com. Um, Jason was posted up in the corner of the camera, like you can see her kind of moving around in. And uh, I was like, hey, it would be cool to do the, ca- the the show with that angle where you could just see Jason in the corner the whole time, see what she thinks of the show. You know, that could be fun. And uh, then she, once I repositioned the camera, Jason can see cameras. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's the little shine they give off or like, the fact that like the bubble, you know, the bubble kind of lens on the camera, the kind of curved lens, maybe that looks like an eye or something. I don't know, but she does not like cameras. She, she can see when my web camera is pointing at it at her and she's like, I'm out of here. I, I don't want none of this. Um, it's really, it's very common. Um, even if she's not looking, they start fiddling with the camera and pointing it at her and she goes, she looks up and she sees the camera pointing at her and then she's like, no, I'm out of here. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Jason update. Jason's been better. Um, she hasn't thrown up in a while, but then she just threw up last or two nights ago for the first time in like two or three weeks, which was great. I mean, it's great in the sense that she usually throws up a lot more than that. Um, and so it's like, hey, she went so long without vomiting. But then it's like, well, maybe the steroids are just wearing off and now she's just going to go back to her normal vomiting schedule. I don't know, but she likes her new food and that's what counts and uh yeah i also just got these uh these rabbit recipe absolute rabbit recipe uh freeze-dried raw 
nibbles or whatever. They're these big, like tater tot sized chunks of freeze dried rabbit meat. And I used to give her that for cat food. And I also have this chicken kind of pill pocket for her pills, but the pill pockets have chicken and they have wheat in them and stuff. And, um, the frozen chicken has chicken, you know, it is chicken. Um, but part of what we're trying to do is do like an elimination diet where she's not eating any of the kinds of foods that she ate before. So, um, you know, we're, so I had to change her pill pockets out. Now we can't use pill pockets. We got to use something else. So that's why I got these rabbit foods. Um, it's not, I don't know, but then the rabbit food has all sorts of shit in it. It's got like pumpkin seed and kelp and stuff like that's in other cat food and stuff too. So it's like, what if she's allergic to one of those foods and we're not going to learn anything. I don't know. Fucking cares. No one cares about my cat other than me. Um, but Hey, that's, that's what it matters. Gotta care about the cat. That's kind of what you're signing up for when you get a pet is to care about it more than anyone else. Right? Same thing with a baby. What do you think about babies, Kevin? You like babies? You sick of babies? You're like, get this baby out of here. They're, they're a lot of work. They, they are worth it, but, a, but a lot of work. I'm talking about other people's babies. Like, I don't want to hear about this kid. Like, shut up. Like, no one gives a shit, you know? Like, uh, or are you like, show me those baby photos. Wow, your baby doesn't look exactly the same as every other baby. You know, like, that's so unique. Yeah, they, I, I think for like the first couple of years, babies don't really have as much personality, you know, so it, it, it's harder for other people who aren't like their parents to, to feel any attachment to them. Yeah. You know, it's not until you start seeing the personality really come through that, that I think other people really care and that's the beauty of adoption is you can skip that get a get a personality you know already installed in your baby you know and you're solving a problem too you ever think about adoption in a way you kind of adopted right is that a weird way of phrasing that no not really i mean i i have a a stepdaughter so you know it's you know kind of just jumped right into having a child yeah no none of the how old was she when you started being involved i mean i first met her when she was about nine months old okay and you know uh we gradually got involved you know between then and now which was about three years ago now three and a half years you don't really you don't really meet a baby do you it's not like hi nice to meet you i'm baby you know it's like pretty much yeah i saw a baby that that's really more what happened yes when i first saw a baby yeah but nine months is like i mean it's not like they're i don't know i feel like they they start to you know start to chill out a little bit i don't know i'm just making all this up i don't know shit about babies what, what's but, your relationship to babies uh you know i don't want i don't want to see a baby uh, the baby is a what do you call it a necessary evil you know, you can't skip it, right? Unless you adopt exactly, you know, that's what I'm saying. But you can't you can't skip a baby. They sink immediately. They don't they don't skip. <laughs> uh no, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, where it's like, you know, they're kind of just these blobs. Uh they're they're a lot like Tamagotchis that don't have mini games. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta flush the poo out, otherwise they get sick. You gotta feed them, yeah. otherwise, you know, they get sick etc but they don't they don't really do anything you know even i don't know 
even when babies start to like make utterances and stuff, that's still kind of like at that point, you're Stockholm syndrome. So it's like, oh, finally, something's happening. Thank God, you know, there's something to talk about other than the baby cried or didn't cry or ate or didn't ate or threw up or didn't throw up or had to go to the vet. Babies go to vets, right? Yes. Yes. That's Take exactly what we call the it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But then, you know, once they start being people that you can talk to and you're like, what the fuck is this thing's problem? You know, that's that's when it starts being interesting. It's like, oh, you're like a you're like a little fucked up person. You know, all the things about babies have been said, like they're little drunks. You know, they just go around like, I can climb a mountain. I gotta eat this whole thing. You want to see me jump off the couch? You know, it's like these aren't normal things to do. Uh, but to babies, it's it's normal. You know, and I draw on the walls. Drunks love drawing on walls. I found. You know, you ever go to a bar bathroom? Yeah, that's why that yeah. happens. Hey, that happens. Everyone drank. I'm having trouble <sighs> imagining baby Spencer without a beard. Were you born? Yeah, with people beard? say that no you know i had a, i was blonde as a baby uh like white blonde platinum blonde um until i was like three or four hair started getting dark um which is weird i had like a little blonde baby mullet and i was the only kid of us that was like that i think i think my brother had dark hair my little brother had dark hair like brown not dark my older brother's hair is like black my little brother's hair is just brown like mine but he didn't have a blonde phase i don't think um, he just had like a more of a light brown, but I was blonde, white blonde, little baby mullet, little red boots. We'll run around with a mot with a with a you know white platinum blonde mullet. I was like the baby you know version of like a sexy hillbilly or something, you know, walking around strutting my stuff in my red boots. Holy shit! Um, but yeah, interesting looking baby. And you know, I don't know. I can't remember when I started growing a beard. I want to say it was like when I was like 20 or something. So, you know, a lot of people knew me not having a beard for a long time, but it's just kind of subsumed into my identity. I used to be, I don't know. I, uh, I never really had to shave for the longest time either because my, my, my beard just never grew in. And then I got a job. And once I had the job for like a year and a half, I was like, I think I can just do whatever. I don't think they're going to get mad at me for growing a beard. So I just uh, stopped shaving and eventually a beard happened. And then I was like, hey, not shaving. That's pretty nice. I don't have to buy razors. This is great. And then, you know, that's how I got the classic Spencer beard, the wizard beard, etc. I don't know. Welcome back to Beard Talk. All, all things beard. Well, the only podcast that would cover is facial hair and uh, helping uh, uh, hide the fact that you're gay by being in a loveless relationship. That's what a beard is, right? Like, is like a yes, something. I don't know. This sucks. What a bunch of bullshit. I'm in a bad mood, Kevin. I had a terrible week. I'm having a terrible time. I'm feeling awful. I'm really low. I'm really dramatic. And anytime I get depressed, I'm like, this is the worst I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, this that can't be. I've definitely had much worse feelings in my life. But then, you know, I don't know. I think that's just something about depression is you're like, everything is bad. The world is ending. Everything sucks. Nothing's ever going to be good ever again. But this week I've been like, uh, everything sucks. I keep going. <laughs> 
<laughs> part of ADD is uh, you have what I think they call shame spirals, where yeah. um, you start getting negative, and then that negativity leads to more negativity. Where like I'm feeling bad, and then you're like, why can't I feel good? And then you're like, why are you always having these negative thoughts? It's like, oh, you're so stupid. This is all you can think about. You're such a piece of shit. No one cares about you. You're gonna die. And it just like it all builds. It's like because you can't break it, like that spurs more negative thoughts, and it just keeps kind of snowballing from there. And that happens to me a lot. But <laughs> I don't know. There's something about this that's kind of funny, but it's kind of pathetic or whatever. But um, I mean, it's mostly pathetic. But I think there's something kind of perversely funny about it too whereas uh which which is like when i'm when i'm really spiraling and stuff I go, i'm like no one loves me no one's ever gonna love me <laughs> and i just keep having that thought and it's like it's weird to have that thought a bunch of times <laughs> i don't know like that distinct not just like the sentiment right but like those exact words it's like I don't know. It's like you, I kind of, I kind of, you, you start to visualize where it's like, oh, you know, here's my thoughts in writing. Here's all of my thoughts. And then, you know, highlight it. It's like seven times. It's like, no one loves you. No one's ever going to love you. I don't know. There's just something kind of funny about like, I don't know, the specificity. I don't know. Um, but hey, that's what's broken about me. Um, anyway but also just like, it, it's also not really related to the stuff that I'm sad about sometimes. It's like, man, uh i wish i i wish i could uh, like make a sandwich like uh man I, I i gotta eat some of my salami that i've had in my fridge for three weeks before it goes bad no one's ever gonna love you it's like where did that come from <laughs> you know like that's a, that's, a, that's an unrelated we'll get to that later <laughs> what about the salami <laughs> you know like i don't know but uh but yeah so like um i've been trying to get a job you know uh trying is maybe putting a little bit uh, strongly I've been asking around seeing if anyone has any leads on getting a job I applied to be an assistant at Rick and Morty a, a production assistant just because like it's been a long time without a job I need uh I'm, I'm starting to need money again and that was the whole reason I started the Patreon is because I was like hey maybe I can get money on the Patreon and also that was part of the reason we started the podcast <laughs> that's why Jeff wanted to do the podcast he's like hey we can you know get some money and you know and to be fair he was right we've been printing money ever since starting the podcast is a lucrative enterprise um but so you know in that in that vein I've been trying to get jobs I uh I, I applied at um you know to be a PA at Rick and Morty it seemed like it was going really well I'm you know a bit qualified overqualified to be a PA in terms of being a showrunner and um <laughs> the guy who's interviewing me um what would you call him the production manager I'm a manager I'm really bad at uh Hollywood titles and stuff I get I get them all mixed up there's just there's a lot of names that sound similar um the guy who was hiring um for the position he was a guy who was my coordinator on Harmon Quest so like I was his boss and I'm applying for the job I didn't feel shameful about that it wasn't I didn't feel like oh how embarrassing like I have to come in and see if I could get I'm just like no it's fine I just need a job you know it's all I don't care who cares especially because I never really felt like I was a big shot on Harmon Quest obviously like I had a lot of say in what the show did but I was like yeah I'm just a fucking idiot like you know I gotta do the D&D on the show and so because I did the D&D on the show I have ideas about how that translates to the you know final product but I was never like you know come into my office <laughs> you know it didn't feel like like being a manager exactly um but whatever so anyway 
I'm just saying like it's uh but but you know in the interview you know he was really cool and was uh you know saying like yeah you seem qualified etc and uh and then that job fell through turns out they didn't need the position or they were you know changing their budget around or something so they're not gonna hire the position that they were hiring for no problem uh you know it wasn't the best job I could get so it wasn't like a huge bummer or anything but then the other job I was maybe going to get was was to be a producer um working on kind of like what do you call it extra content or something for a show and the the interview went really well and they seemed really interested in hiring me and moving forward and they were really excited and stuff and then I just never heard anything for like two months I kept checking back and I got you know non-committal answers but that happens normally um but that job always felt like it was too good to be true um but it also sem- seemed like not a safe bet but it, like there's no reason to believe it wasn't going to happen like they needed this position it was for a, a thing they really needed to do you know it wasn't like oh we have these pas and we're going to hire another pa but we could probably make do without that extra pa just with you know four pas instead of five or whatever you know it wasn't like that it's like no we need this position filled and we don't have anyone who's interested in doing it it requires these skills and you know what the reason we're hiring for the job at all is because there's no one internally can do, who can do it and it's not like i don't know that they did like an open uh hiring for it you know like i don't know that they posted the position so it, it felt like it was a lot more specific and um it turned out that like they had some internal turnover which led uh some people to not uh have jobs at, at this place anymore and then so like then because now that those people aren't working then it's like oh no we can hire these people because that was why we we're hiring for the position in the first place is because those people had jobs they couldn't spare their time to do this job you know and also you know these are people we work with all the time they're senior you know employees and stuff and it wouldn't it be nice if we could help them out now that they lost their job you know so it's like i'm not even mad about it in the sense that yeah if i was in that position i would totally do that it's so it's like it was the right move um but you know that seemed like it was like i was on the hook for a while where i was like is this going to happen is it not going to happen and uh and it didn't happen and it would have been one of the best jobs i've had i don't think it would have been as good as working you know being the showrunner of harmon quest but it, it would have been like a really you know big job with not you know i don't know what the money would have been like but you know it would have been higher up as opposed to like a, a pa job or something you know whatever and so that was a really big bummer um and i just found out about that really recently and so then i was like this sucks everything sucks you're a piece of shit. no one's ever gonna love you because <laughs> you didn't get that job <laughs> you know if you got that job suddenly all these people will love you that's how jobs work right um but yeah so that was that's bumming me out just a bunch of shit was bumming me out and then my friend nolan you know nolan right kevin i know nolan nolan just got married today um he invited me to the wedding months ago and i was like i don't know man COVID's crazy i don't know what COVID's gonna be like in a couple months i don't want to say i'm going to the wedding and then bail because like at a wedding you know it costs money like you gotta pay like the for each person that's there you know there's meals and stuff it's like i don't know how how big of a deal it is but it's definitely a big deal like or i've been led to believe it was like not by him but just in my life like it seems like that's not something you should do is say you're going to do a wedding and then not show up so i was like let's just play it safe you know saying no and uh happened today 
but you know like we got the boosters <laughs> i got the new the bivalent booster like if i knew all this if i knew if i could read the future i would have been like yeah no it's gonna be fine to go to a wedding i'll just wear a mask it's outside it'll be fine you know probably most of the people aren't going to be wearing masks but it'll be outside and i'll have a mask and that'll be fine you know it'll be fine um but so uh i didn't go to the wedding um and then i saw a couple pictures of the wedding and i was like fuck man i should have gone to the wedding that would have been a lot of fun um and there was someone that i'm interested in um that was at the wedding i didn't know they would be at the wedding um i didn't know <laughs> they knew either of the 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 wed parties um but then they were at the wedding and i was like fuck, <laughs> that would have been really cool um so so i'm bummed about that and uh yeah just a lot of stuff not, not good just uh worrying about money is not good i need to get a job again like that's that's one of the reasons why i started the patreon is it's like hey hopefully you know this will this will you know if this goes good enough then i won't need a job i can just do this full time um which has not transpired obviously that was like really optimistic right like you know you shouldn't necessarily expect to get so much money on a patreon that you don't need a job like patreons are pretty solidly in like the uh supplemental income kind of family but that was that was one of my like hopes um that didn't turn out but it's not like it, i get a good amount of money on the patreon it's just like it doesn't replace the need for a job and so then it's like well then who even cares like it's not like i'm gonna give up on it but at the same time it's like well if i still need a job i should focus on that instead of focusing on the patreon because the patreon's not gonna solve that problem only getting a job is gonna solve the problem so i gotta figure that out it's fine i'm fine it's just i gotta figure it out um not been going good it's been going bad community movie you're about the community movie six seasons in a movie movies coming out on peacock or whatever i am kind of excited to see that yeah so is everyone kevin shut the fuck up the the movie started the getting uh, like uh you know plugged or teased or whatever and that made me really depressed because you know i don't know just reminds me of like man shit used to be i used to be like central to all this shit that was happening it wasn't about me it wasn't around me it was just you know i was uh dan's assistant hanging on dan's coattails mr dan's tuxedo coattails you know how dan was always wearing a tuxedo everywhere notorious big tuxedo wearer yes big top hat and a diamond tip cane <laughs> um but you know it was it was cool being involved with that and even if you're not making a ton of money it's like a that was a job and b it's like exciting and interesting to be you know in the thick of that and stuff and so all that stuff is just making me sad too <laughs> people are like wow at spencer you know check this out isn't this crazy it's like shut up leave me the fuck alone like i don't i want to see other people having success and being happy <laughs> i just want to crawl in a hole and uh wait until someone steps on me at which point i explode killing them if not maiming them and filling them full of deadly shrapnel that will live with them forever you know that's my dream is to uh be a landmine and in a lot of ways i am a landmine because people will be like hey spencer you see this thing about the community movie and i'll be like shut up i hope you kill yourself you piece of shit you know living living landmine it's good um but yeah i've been doing so good <sighs> what about you what's your life been like probably really good you like your house you enjoying your house kind of i mean so my old house still has not been sold yet and at the oh, very I last thought you sold it 
No. So like Friday was supposed to be our closing and we were supposed to have been all done. And then the buyers made a whole bunch of requests at the very last minute mm-hmm. that were I'm scrambling to deal with right now. So Are they still interested in doing it or did it completely fall through? No, they do. It's just, I mean, uh, I don't want to say too much, but like I was leaving behind mostly a pretty much furnished house and they suddenly don't want any of the furnishings now. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a little late to remove an entire household of furniture. Right. So that that's what I've been working on the last few days. That's cool. They're like, hey, what's with all these car batteries wired up in the basement? <laughs> um. But yeah, that's 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 not fun. You know, they never said it was easy selling a house. That's in the Bible, I think. It is. It is. That's 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 a proverb. You know, the Joshua, he was outside of the city of Jericho, the walled city of Jericho, and uh, an angel came to Joshua, and the angel said, "Hey, man, no one ever said it would be easy to sell a house." And Joshua was like, "What the fuck? What am I supposed to do about Jericho?" And he's like, "Oh." Why don't you just walk around it a bunch of times and then play a horn? I don't fucking know. That's like I don't know. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the shit in the Bible is like really weird. Like it's supposed to be weird because that's how you know it's real. You know, it's like who could fake this? You know, how could this? You know, oh, just spread your hand, and the seas will part, and that's how you know I'm God because it's like no one could do this. You know, but it has the the effect of just being a lot of really silly shit. Like it, it seems like a joke. Like God's like, uh, walk around this this giant city seven times, and everyone uh, honk your horns, and then the walls of the city will come crashing down. And people are like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me?" And then, you know, Joshua he comes back to his congregation. He's like, "Look, God, we gotta walk around this city a bunch of times." And then and then what and then we raid we invade the city no and then we uh we play the horn <laughs> like what the fuck? what are you talking about how is that supposed to help us god god said the walls will come down okay god told you that can god come here can we talk to god it's like no it was an angel i had to go really far away to talk to the angel at night it's like okay buddy you come back to us with that you know i i don't know there's something i don't know there's just a lot of a lot of stuff like that it's like he kept pulling fish out of his pockets he just had all these fish it's like what the fuck jesus christ yeah you know his name (laughs) um this is just me uh trying to work out my uh my tight five biblical routine you know could be pretty good um okay so kevin he's he's sending me ai prompts we were fucking with the ai and that was pretty fun so we're doing that we're doing that again but first i want to look at these emails so kevin we have an email address that happens pod at gmail.com you can send us emails you can send us emails and they'll piss me off it'll be uh, it'll be great everyone's gonna love it um i will either ignore them or insult you let's see here this one's from brad myers your app is one step away from a million download the sixler dear comma i hope you are doing well did you receive my last email would really like to converse about your vision for this project and see if there's a good fit for us or not feel free to share if you're having any concerns or questions i look forward to hearing you kind regards brad myers co-founder of q logic 
And his phone number is one eight three two five four eight. Huh. Five eight six two. Um and he's responding to his own email. I don't know. So here's the thing. You know how there's these things you say on Twitter and it uh it uh it gets a lot of bots showing up. Apparently, you know, if you say like, oh, put this on a t-shirt or something, like bots will scrape it and they'll find whatever image that is and they'll actually automatically make an e- a t-shirt and host it online. But apparently if you if you say anything about like trying to develop an app that happens too i didn't i did not realize this um and so i don't even know how they found my email because i set it from my main account and they're emailing the that happens account which isn't my email i don't think i have that on my twitter account i'm not sure but the next email is from luke adams at tech lab steam Hello, comma, greetings, comma. We design and build uh, digital solutions to, that accelerate gro- growth and transform your business. We're a custom mobile app company developing high-performance custom software. All right, let's get to the personal phone number. Uh, no, there's nothing about this. Advice, please. What is a good time to set up a call to discuss your needs? Looking forward to your prompt response. Regard, regards, Luke Adams. Well, uh, no. <laughs> the email says Luke Adams, but then in the at the regards, it's just luke adam that's a weird you think that you just have your like email signature this one's from nick detrio which this seems like a real email so i'm not going to give out his personal information here's my pod suggestions a lore segment every week about some universe's lore and my other suggestion is tell us what drinks you are going to taste for the next week so we can get them and taste along i wrote this while listening live since you're reading your emails right now wait a second this was sent one minute ago. <laughs> Holy shit. He was, he's watching in real time. So, you know, just so you know, you know, you can, you can get a, you can get the emails right now if you want. Thanks, Nick. That's a good idea. You know, it's embarrassing to say this, but I honestly never considered like saying ahead of time what we're going to be drinking on the show. Uh, I, you know, obviously we don't think ahead that far, but, um, you know, that's actually a really good idea. So we should do that if we can figure it out. A lore segment every week about some universe's lore. That's a pretty good idea, too. Um, Today's lore segment is the world of Eberron. In the world of Eberron, there's a place called the Mornlands. Eberron mostly takes place on a continent called Corvair, and Corvair has like this rich history of struggle and warfare. There's the nations that used to be one nation and they, they split into like, I want to say 14 nations, but it might be like 12 or seven or something. I don't know. Um, but like there was a great king who ruled everyone and then he died. And then there was like a war of succession that split the whole continent, you know, up into warring factions. And they, they were warring for a long time and then they finished fight. They just kind of had like a stalemate fight and then just decided to be separate countries. And one of the things that ended the war, um, was the the country of sire c-y-r-e something happened in sire that's always supposed to be like unknown mysterious cast in shadow no one knows exactly what happened up to the dm to kind of come to the come up with the specifics about but sire um basically exploded like the uh the equivalent of like a nuclear bomb went off in sire 
and killed they ended the whole civilization the entire country of sire died basically there's no remnants other than ruins of the existence of sire and it turned into the mornlands and in the mornlands it's like this super deadly wasteland full of like mist and dead fog and there's all sorts of weird phenomena that happened like living spells like like think of a spell like fireball fireball like became animated by magic and so now there's just roaming fireball spells that are just like these blatant these giant torrents of flame that go floating around burning people to death and stuff like that just a bunch of crazy shit happening sire i think sire also was responsible for the pro for the formation or the creation of most of the warforged which warforged are robot people you know the big copper was a warforged um so like sire made they they had like technology like that i think they also had like interesting clockwork and construct technology and you know maybe they were developing some sort of weapon that exploded or maybe they were seen as such a big threat that someone did something horrible to them um but that's how sire became the mornlands which led to the end of the war um so there you go that's your uh, that's your uh your lore segment um Oh, here's a good one. Application Development Team by Jessica Lexington. Hi, the Sixler. Hope all is well with you. Jessica Lexington here. I recently came across your post that you're looking for an application designer slash developer, and I would love to help you expand your business with a mobile application. This, this had nothing to do with my business or expanding it. No, no personal information here. Um, it's just weird because like, oh, I came across your Twitter post. So I figured I'd find a tangentially related email address and email you about that automatically because I'm a bot. Um, here's an, uh, an email from Corey Geyer, also known as Gastonod, who made uh, our music. Is That's just him sending us the music. I miss Corey Geyer. He hasn't been in the Discord lately. I hope he's doing okay. I'm sure I offended him. Like, I offend everybody. Spencer, the living landmine Crittenden. Boom. No one's going to ever love me. <laughs> uh, Robert Young writes, hey, that happensers. We're called Hapachinos. Jesus Christ, buddy. I really enjoyed the bit of discussion about Plato's Cave from a few episodes back, and it compelled me to let you know about an awesome BBC radio presentation you may not have heard of. Dark Side was written by Tom Stoppard as a radio play and was released for the 40th anniversary of Pink's, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Allegedly, Pink Floyd asked him to write something for it when it first came out. But it took 40 years for him to wrap his head around something he could actually put down. <laughs> hey, could you write me something? Yeah, no problem. 40 years pass. Hey, I got it. Here it is. Here you go. Oh, thanks. I actually have Alzheimer's now, but I appreciate the thought. Um, it's an easy listen that'll kill an hour if you're driving around, dealing with thought experiments and philosophical discussions, all wrapped up in a tight little show accompanied by the album. Here's a link to the stream. I helped run a theater company in Long Beach that got the rights to do a fully staged version of years, years back, and we talked a lot about the cave and the trolley conundrum and all that. It was a blast. Other than that, I want to thank you about the podcast about nothing. Really, I look forward to it every week. And last week, lastly, as a shameless plug, hey, this isn't for you. This is for me. You're helping us. We're not helping you. Uh, our theater has a show up right now that I think you'd enjoy. What was this sent? March 24. So uh, if you want to go back seven years or seven months ago, maybe check out this this uh, Long Beach. 
that I think you'd enjoy about some 30-somethings and their imaginary friends. It's definitely got some D&D vibes and deals with some of the ways we deal with the bullshitness of the real world everyone else plays along with. It might be a bit too far for Kevin, but Long Beach isn't that far from Spencer's neck of the woods. It's running up until April 9th. Well, cool. hey, Rob, let us know if you got it. <laughs> what are you playing next? Go with God, shit with Satan. Hey, remember when I used to say go with God, shit with Satan? Um, I haven't told you this, Kevin, but I've um, I've been re-listening to the podcast. Talk about, you know, speaking of being depressed. You want to be depressed, go listen to the early episodes of the fucking podcast. Um, and I've been pulling clips because I want to make best ofs. Um, so I've been compiling clips. I got through the first five episodes. And boy, that was an emotional journey. Back then, we thought like, oh, hey, maybe we could turn in this into some some money. Maybe maybe we'll play D&D. Maybe uh, Jeff will keep being here. <laughs> you know, we've come a long way. Uh, we've gone through quite the journey since then. It's been depressing to look back on it. It felt like there was a lot of potential back then. And now it's like, nah, we're out of gas. We're fucking run on fumes. We're fucking done. Nothing's going to happen. This sucks. Um... Let us know you're interesting. We'll save you a seat or two. That's a, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. I haven't checked this email in forever, and it sucks. It's not it's not cool. But hey, you guys send us emails. You know, send us emails. <laughs> um, I'm excited to check out some modules as soon as I have some time after the show closes. Oh, so that's nice of him. And it's the Garage Theater R E. You know, theater spelled fancy like dot org is his website. If you want to check it out, let's see if he has any productions on stage now. The Drowning Girls, August 26th through September 24th. So that looks like it just closed. Well, that would have been good to see. What are they going to do now? Coming up. Okay, coming up. 20th-ish year anniversary? They've been doing this for 20 years? Wait. No, I think this is outdated. Uh oh okay so coming up is a love's labor's lost a puppet play with people by William Shakespeare directed by Matthew Julian and Rob Young it's going to be playing November 11th through 19th and December 1st through 17th so hey maybe we'll come out and see that uh, how does Shakespeare involved with that love labor's lost love's labor's lost is that a Shakespeare play yes well there you go that's how we figured it out we got to the bottom of this. All right, let's crack open this AI shit. Should we do the first? You have two, or you have two of them. Should we do the first or the second? The or second both? A little better, but yeah, whichever one you want. All right. Well, I'm not going to read it beforehand because it's probably better if I don't. All right, let's just do the second one. Um, he got the music. Last time in That Happens, Dungeons and Dragons, the party defeated the ogres that were in the Temple of Tick and were rewarded with a nice pile of treasure and were invited to stay at the Ogre Inn. As the party was resting and enjoying the bounty they had amassed, Dunlops entered the room, shouting, Surprise! The party was surrounded by a dozen or so ogres, all of whom were armed with axes and clubs and were apparently drunk on their own power. (laughs) 
The ogres quickly surrounded the party and began to move in, swinging with their axes. Kira moved out of the way as quickly as possible, and even managed to avoid two attacks by ducking just in time. But one attack from the left sent her flying. She was saved by the ogre who failed to swing. The first ogre tried, that tried to swing missed his target and instead hit the giant rat with a glancing blow. The rat was knocked off balance, which made its attack of opportunity to stab the next ogre, who missed, giving Kira the chance to get back up and attack the ogre that had missed. This one also missed, giving Kira time to get back up and strike the ogre that missed. This was the first to die. Kira then managed to get up again, avoiding the attempted swing of the third ogre and stabbing the last one who died. Suddenly, there was a tremendous rumbling, and the sound of an earthquake filled the inn. And then... Damn, that was close. I think I was was going... I was going a little fast because I didn't think I'd get there in time, but I think I shouldn't have gone. I think if I went at normal speed, it would have been okay. So are both of these 300, 300 words? 300 tokens, which is roughly a word, yes. Tokens? Yes. Word, like it, there, there's word tokens? Well, like it, it leaves things out like the and an and stuff like that. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's 300 like word ideas. Right. It's like, like AI calculation units or yes. something right do you have to spend tokens no that's good all right let's try this first one let's see okay. if i can get it to time going a little slower all right last time on that happens dungeons and dragons the party finds some of the loot from the last dungeon but it's all cursed and won't work they have to get in touch with a wizard in the city to try and get them fixed The wizard isn't keen on that idea, but he's too busy to deal with them right away, so it's up to the players to figure out what to do with his stuff. Oh, this stuff. The wizard says they should leave the loot in the temple's storeroom overnight. (laughs) He'll come by the bet next day and they can decide then if it's worth keeping or not. This doesn't sit well with the characters, as they would like the stuff they got fixed now rather than tomorrow. They start complaining about the Game Master for setting things up like this, which is where the story takes the dark turn. They continue, it's like they're going to murder the Game Master. They continue to bicker until the wizard storms off and they're all stuck in the temple storeroom. Luckily, the wizard doesn't actually have anything in particular to do. He's just trying to hide from the players and the city guards who are out in force looking for him. If they see him, they will surely have him killed or worse, arrested. The wizard was doing some illegal things in the past, and the guards will be very motivated to find him. The situation could easily turn out very bad for the wizard, so the players needed to do something before he's caught. What's the deal? I was even closer, but still not quite. Maybe we got to try, like, what? 320? I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. That was good. That was good. We got to figure out. seemed plausible. Yeah, they're just, I don't know. That first one, though, it had the ring of, of like, sometimes you're using Gmail and you're like typing business emails or like emails about business or something. And then it starts auto filling, like, you know, maybe we should check tomorrow or something like that. And like, like, figure out what to do the stuff. He's too busy to deal with them right away. If you come overnight, he'll come the next day and they could decide if it's worth keeping or not. That to me feels very much like Google's like suggestion for like email completion for whatever reason. I don't know why, but yeah, well, it felt like it got to a certain point, and just didn't know what to do. So we just kept having odors attack. <laughs> well, that one, 
<laughs> yeah, that one is, is very blow uh, play by play. It's like the ogre tried to miss, and so then he missed, and then because he missed, someone could get to try and hit him because he missed. Like that was that was pretty. That got kind of circular there. Oh boy, what are we doing, man? <laughs> I just got a text from Abby. I was talking to Abby the other day. We were talking about how we should do a podcast. And I was like, this is a great idea. Um, but then today I was talking to her yesterday. And then today I was like, that wasn't a great idea at all. This is a terrible idea. I don't want to do another fucking podcast. Jesus Christ. We'd have to make, how are we going to make money on another podcast? We already don't make money on this podcast. <laughs> we were saying that we could be the new try guys. You hear about this try guys business vaguely i don't i don't really know enough about them to know exactly what's going on than that there was some drama no one knows anything about them but that didn't stop everyone from having a great time at their expense um so one of the try guys his identity is a wife guy he's like oh, i love my wife i'm one of these wife guys and that guy was apparently caught cheating and so uh with his wife he was cheating with his wife <laughs> um no cheating on his wife with uh like a producer who worked on the show and um so like a fan saw them out together or something and then the fan emailed one of the try guys saying like hey i thought you should know which buddy go fuck yourself if you see someone cheating uh, like uh, the internet personality cheating on don't don't send that to one of the fucking that's crazy i don't know i'm not saying they shouldn't do that i'm saying the thought to do that is insane. Like, I don't, I'm not saying it's immoral to do. It's just like, this is not your fucking business. You're going to fucking email and blow up this shit on a hunch. You think you maybe so whatever. It's fine. You know, I don't know. But, but so, you know, that guy is now not one of the try guys. He stopped being one of the try guys. And, uh, and yeah, so it's like, well, did he get fired for cheating? Who knows? I, if I had to guess, it's probably something like, you know, them bringing that up started some big fight and that fight got so bad that they, you know, parted ways or something. Just because in my mind, it's hard for me to game out. You cheated. And so now you can't do the show. I don't know. Like, I think the other try, try guys were like friends with the wife and stuff. So maybe it was more like that. Like, this is fucked up that you're doing this to our friend, but I don't know. Whatever. None of us should know this. But anyway, me and Abby, we're the new. We're going to be the new Try Guys. That's our new podcast. <laughs> we're the Try Guys now. Um, check us out. I don't know. It would be cool to do a podcast with Abby. Maybe we could just watch the Rings of Power. I was thinking about that. It's like Abby's not going to watch the fucking Rings of Power. Are you kidding me? <laughs> She's going to turn it off halfway through. And what do we do? But whatever. Uh, hey guys, in the comments, let us know what kind of podcast I should do with Abby. And don't say don't do a podcast with Abby because, you know, I can already guess. If that's your idea, no, I get it. I'm sure people think that. It's fine. That that, that opinion has been tabulated. Um, all right. All right, Kevin. Joey Delio writes, any news on getting the crows in your area to recognize you? No. No news. Um, I've gotten lazier. Now I just drive by crows, and when I see crows outside my window, I uh, to my car window, I throw a bunch of peanuts towards them. Ideally, in a way where uh, it doesn't look like I'm throwing them at the crows, because if crows think you're throwing something at them, they'll fly away. They'll all be like, "Oh, we're being attacked," and run away. 
crows are really cautious, so you don't want to you don't want to spook them. But I don't even know if that's working. I don't even think they like go check out the peanuts, but who knows? Uh, Carrie writes, "I was on Spencer's Twitch stream. He responded to my chat saying I have I can have or, or Oculon's character sheet. Thank you for your work. I already gave this guy the character sheet. Uh, he he messaged me somewhere else, and I sent him the character sheet." Google writes, your password was changed. All right. Another one from Google. You were locked out of your account. Another one from Google. We've updated our term, <laughs> terms of service. Another one. Oh, this one's from YouTube. We've changed our terms of service. Fever's Creepers from Memphis, Memphis writes, painting for Jeff. I painted the bone wheel behind Jeff. I tried to contact him on Cameo. Hoping to pass along the message to have another painting for him. I just moved to Chicago. Won't be able to attend the Who's Line show. I mean, oh, this was from last year. Jesus Christ. Gives me a bunch of his contact information. I'm not going to go fucking tell Jeff. That sounds like a whole thing. It was way too much work. Don't email me a chore, you guys. I mean, whatever. It's fine. A year ago. A lot of these are from a year ago, but you know, it's not from a year ago. <laughs> Soda. <laughs> uh, so Kevin had just posted a, a mean message. I, I, I asked the AI to generate an email to Spencer. Wow. This is a really realistic email because it's exactly like what I imagine everyone is thinking about the podcast. I'm not sure if anyone's said this about the podcast, but that's certainly what I imagine they're saying, even when they're they're giving blatant compliments. Uh, to the hosts of That Happens, Dear Spencer, I used to like your show, but I hate it now. I cannot listen because I always fall asleep. I don't like the host or the host interview so, interviews, so I shot, stopped listening. If I heard one more show about the war in Afghanistan, I will go on a stabbing spree. This is why it sucks. What is with these people who try to appear objective with this tone of, I'm not telling you what to do, but these are factors that are influencing me. It's not subtle. They're not trying to make you think. They're trying to manipulate you into acting how they want you to act. What's wrong with just telling people? Do you think they're saying they're, do you think they think they're being subtle by saying, this is something that might play a role in something you're considering doing? No, this is like the salesman trying to convince you of the value of his product instead of just explaining why it's good. So, I mean, this is made up, but I, I get the critique. We talk way too much about the war in Afghanistan. <laughs> so, uh, you know, note taken. I think we'll try and lay off the the politics uh, moving forward because you know, the last thing I want is people to think we're not taking their feedback seriously, especially people who don't exist. You know, those are the people whose feedback I take the most seriously. People will be like, "I love the podcast," and it's like, "What about the people in my head who say it sucks?" anyway i sent kevin you got it kevin you got your your deep dive baja deep dive baja deep dive the mystery do flavor with natural and artificial flavor it's a can what how many it's 16 ounces oh kevin talk so you can get the camera yeah so i'm, I'm talking here so you can see what this looks like here this is the very exclusive spencer sent to me mountain dew baja deep dive yeah man I can't believe I did this. No, I'm not going to get to drink one of these. I don't know. It's fine. Um, 
but we got to try it, right? Do you want to try it first? I've already had one of these. So I did a video about it, hoping to get. Um, I'm opening it. I was hoping that Mountain Dew might send me stuff. They sent me stuff once. Go ahead, Kevin. What do you got? All right, so I'm I'm, I'm sniffing it here. It kind of has a hint of grape. I feel like right now, a, a, a berry of some kind, maybe. Isn't it interesting how grapes and berries feel so overlapping, scent and flavor wise? Yes. But not in Japanese candy either. Japanese grape is an entirely different animal. Like it's, it's nothing at all like ours. That's true. Maybe it's because it's like this fake abstractified flavor that that's why it has so much overlaps. You want to give it a taste? Yeah. Let me, let me taste this here. Looking at Kevin, giving the taste. Kevin is thinking contemplative. What do you think? Yeah, this, this is good. I'm not sure I can place it. It's, it's definitely like a blueberry or blackberry flavor. I'm thinking maybe what, What's your, your take on it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like when I first had it and I did the video, I was like, this tastes purple, tastes kind of grapey. And I think there's some grape in it, but I don't know. To me, it tastes a lot more strongly of blueberry, but um, like, cause blueberry is like grape, but like a little bit, at least blueberry, like fake flavor, you know, blueberry candy flavor. It's just kind of more syrupy. It's less tangy than real blueberries, honestly. Um, or even blackberries, but I think I do get like little hints of hints of grape, but I think there's more, I think there's more blueberry notes. I don't know. And then this is, this is like, you know, supposition or whatever, but you look on these, uh, the, on the package and there's all these bubbles. You see all these bubbles, Kevin. Yeah. The thing about these bubbles is the bubbles have these circles on them. But that's not how bubble circles look like it's supposed to be stylized to vaguely resemble like um like the shine on a bubble you know how like like the shine on a bubble is like this kind of curvy bubble shape or something and that's like oh the bubble is 3d it has this curved shine on it or something but these bubbles they look like blueberries and so like i think that's maybe a little bit influencing why i think it tastes like blueberry because like it feels very intentional like no one would design a bubble like this for no reason I guess you can say it also kind of resembles a grape, like when you pick the stem off the grape and the grape has a little hole on it. Kind of yeah. looks like that too, but it definitely doesn't look like a bubble, but they're all over the place and they vaguely look like bubbles, but just wrong. Like it's like who would draw it like this? So it feels like it's a clue saying like, oh, this is blueberry, but I don't know. Maybe that's not a good way to determine flavor. I mean, I feel like it's a lot like pitch black. Mm-hmm. You know, the we tried that a while back, I think. But I'm also getting kind of the tropically, like, almost like one of the summer Baja flavors mixed with that, too. Yeah, to me, it kind of tastes like Baja Blast. Like, it tastes like Baja Blast with another flavor. It's less tangy. Like, a lot of the Baja flavors were really tangy. Like, Baja Blast is tangy. It has, like, a lime kind of situation. Uh, The mango, mango is really tangy. Pineapple is really tangy. They all have a lot of acid in them. This feels a lot more mellow. It's just kind of straight sweet. It's got a little bit of tang to it, but less like even grape is generally a bit more tangy than this, I would think. Um, And I don't, I don't actually think we did ever try pitch black on the show. Um, Maybe not because pitch black is like legit. One of my favorite flavors and it's not been existent in existence for a long time. Supposed to come back in January, supposedly. But uh, we did Purple Thunder. Is that what you mean? The Purple Oh, that thunder? might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I do think this tastes like Purple Thunder. Purple Thunder seemed like it had more of a plum flavor to it, like a plum berry. It seemed like it was going to be grape, 
but it wasn't super grapey. It was just kind of berries. And then I think the plum kind of made it the purple. And it does definitely taste like that um, for sure. <clears throat> wow. It's good, though. It's really mellow. Like, wouldn't you say the flavor is kind of like, I don't know, like saying it's not very flavorful makes it sound insulting, but it's not like it's not like amped in the way yeah. that uh, do is. And it's not tangy. It's like it's really chill. It's like this kind of this kind of calming flavor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Y- you know what? Uh, I don't know. It it reminds me of some kind of like drink that's you know, some all natural drink that's sold is like some kind of like drink this an hour before bed. And cause it's got melatonin in it or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 This one, I've had a few of these, this one to me actually does taste a bit grapier than I was thinking before, but I definitely do detect blueberry. I feel like that's pretty strong in my, in my head. The thing about these Mr. Flavor mystery flavors is they don't always like reveal what it is. So it's like, we might never know. It's also yeah. like a pretty strong blue almost like a seafoam or turquoise kind of color, I think, which is like a more intense Baja Blast color, I think. It's good. I would I would definitely drink this if they actually came out with it. Yeah, I wish they had. I wish they fucking sold this and weren't just giving it away. It's weird. For people at home, it's weird. There's no barcode on this. It says not for sale on the side. Yeah. You know, it's... It's a bummer. I, be- I bet it comes out at some point, though. I hope so. They fucking would so that you disappoint you? Because you worked really hard to get these. Would that disappoint? <laughs> no, it wouldn't disappoint can't. me. What disappoints me is they gave some of these flavors out to like review websites. Like I looked on, I don't know. I'll just say Mashable. I don't think it was Mashable, but like there is a site like that where it's like, oh, they sent us these to try, and here's what we think. It's like they're just fucking giving it to these random people, and I had to win a contest. Like fucking just sell it, sell it to us. Like we, you don't have to fucking hide it and only give it to like vips like it's it's one thing that it's you know oh this is a contest only you have to win the contest but if it's a contest don't fucking give it away to fucking like uh buzzfeed like fuck that it's stupid i don't know obviously i get why they do it it's like marketing and promotion for the contest and stuff but it's still like come on what are you doing uh what are we doing kevin jesus christ you want to try People, some iron brew chew? Yeah, someone someone emailed me. Well, they sent me a Patreon message saying like, "Hey, you should do a, a podcast Discord, uh, a Discord, uh, sorry, a D and D podcast." I like yelled at him. <laughs> I was like, "It's so much work to do a D and D podcast. I need like a producer that gets it all going, that helps coordinate everything." Problem is, I just have to do fucking everything myself. I always have to do everything myself. I had to do Harmon Town all by myself. I had to do Harmon Quest all by myself. I didn't even realize it until a year later, but anyone else that did a Harmon Quest like project, there would be multiple people coming up with like the DD shit. It wouldn't just all be on one random guy's show. So I was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm sure I made him feel bad and I'm, I'm very sorry, but, but I'm a piece of shit. I make, you know, I yell at people and then I say I'm sorry on my podcast later when it's too late. <laughs> I've already hurt them. Like, it's like, that's not, that doesn't make it fine. Um, but yeah, Iron Brew or Willie's or Woolies bra or Woolies bra spelled B R A W, like brawn without the and the very dab. So, yeah, this is the same company that made the, the, the coffee dab. weight last week. 
Yeah, after the show, I, I finished off that toffee bar, and it was fucking good. I found out that you just kind of... I don't know how well it'll work to do. Actually, this feels a lot softer. But I figured out you just kind of eat the whole thing like a piece of gum, and you start chewing it really hard. It's really tough, but it's it's not. it doesn't get stuck in your teeth that way. So that's what I did last time. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Okay, so Spencer's tasting it. I'm reading the instructions. It makes it sound like a gremlin a little bit, though, where it says, store cool and dry conditions away from direct sunlight. That That's more... <laughs> don't read it up. <laughs> yeah yeah don't, don't listen to this podcast after midnight anybody or we're gonna have problems okay so spencer's still chewing um it this is definitely a chewy candy i can feel before i've even tried this it's That's less a- this i can't do this this guy's gonna throw up okay i think spencer is struggling a little bit with this um just smelling it it smells like toffee but with kind of a i don't know almost of a fruity note to it citrusy a little bit did we try iron brew on the show we did didn't we did we did yeah Yeah. so it has an iron brew flavor to it does it okay it doesn't smell too much like it no it smelled milky it smelled like milky caramel or something yeah but then you eat it and it's really tangy um yeah you can go for it Mm. it tastes like it tasted a lot like a what do you call it? a noun layer, which noun layers are these fruity kind of chews that are they're similarly really hard, and you got to chew them really hard for a long time before they start to soften up. But um, they've actually changed the noun later like formula, so now noun layers they're a lot more chewy than they used to be. Um, I had to spit mine out because I don't want to keep like not talking for the rest of the show. I thought it was really good. It doesn't have that iron flavor that iron brew does it's it's more just kind of like a, a citrusy orangey kind of fruit chew almost right yeah it's, it's, talk, a lot of you... s- it's like that soury acid kind of flavor to it yeah yeah um, exactly which is like what that's like what now and later's taste like i guess there's sour now and later's too so maybe i'm thinking of that but yeah i think it's really good it doesn't taste the way it smells which is kind of confusing you know like it smells like milky caramel but it tastes yeah. totally different Maybe it's just because it's like made in the same factory or something. And it's like, which, which do you prefer this one or last week's? I think the last week one was better. This one's more edible. Like it's easier to chew down than, uh, than the toffee bar or whatever. But the last one was, I don't know. It was just really rich and just a really unique, lovely kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I preferred last week too. Like this one I'll, I'll finish, but I probably would never crave again. Where last week yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I, I could eat that. Yeah, I'd be down to finish it. I, I, and I got sent two of these, so I'll probably eat both of them. But man, I had pizza. Was it last night? No, I think I had pizza on Friday night. I got pizza again today. I'm so fat, man. My teeth are gross. No one's ever going to love me. That's the podcast. That's the title of the episode. Oh boy. What a half-assed spiral this has been. It could have been a lot more heart-wrenching and pathetic. Or it could have been a lot more, you know, kept under wraps, in control. But instead it's really just halfway between something. And instead it's just like just like a piece of shit, right? Not like the show's a piece of shit, like it's a it's a showcase of a piece of shit, and I'm the piece of shit. But, you know, that's my deal. 
But now it's time to play What's Kevin's Deal? We usually got to have a guest for this. What's your deal, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I was just going to just ask straight up. But we have a song we, for that. Gaston I forgot made us we a had a song for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Gastonod. Come back, Gastonod. I miss Gastonod. We used to play Minecraft. I got to get the Minecraft server back up. Whatever. No one wants to play Minecraft. They came out with a new update. There's the warden. Whatever. Kevin. Spencer. Trying to think of if there's a way to like insinuate you're a bad person again. Like I think I've hit most of the most of the tropes. Are you a secret venture capitalist? No. Are you business minded? Sometimes. I, I think I have a good eye for business. It's just not my passion. How did you business is my passion how did you like start getting into business did you go to school for business or like how like usually a lot of people go to some sort of business school or something to learn a lot of the ropes like did you just randomly fall into shit or how did how did you like develop those skills was it on the fly um i mean my parents owned a business so as a child i, I got to watch them do a lot of it um you know my mom did the accounting side and my dad did more of the sales side um so Didn't i got they own to a store computer store yes computer store so do you feel like that was really applicable because i i don't know i feel like what you do it feels like a bit different than just like retail right do you think it yeah. was it was helpful no it definitely was because like the first real business i ran was i started my own web hosting company which was kind of similar in that you know it's we were, sales yeah we were you know in a very very competitive market with lots of people selling the exact same thing and it was just a race to the bottom to see who could survive and squeak out a profit when no one else could and things like that so you know i i enjoyed that side of things and i just kept starting businesses after that point wow so kevin's deal is he's addicted to starting businesses <laughs> you gotta get that rush you're gonna start any businesses soon i i started two on the podcast tonight holy no, shit um, no i i Kevin's I think found I'm, a way to monetize my misery <laughs> we're selling spencer's bottled feelings we're selling nfts of your pain um now there's an idea get the no, shit out uh, of me i i think I'm, I'm done starting businesses i think i you know i want to focus on what i'm doing right now and just you know it's it's one of those things i think when you're younger and you don't have a family and things like that you can be awake 20 hours a day working on things and sleep random four hours a day and not ever leave the house and things like that and i'm, I'm trying not to live like that anymore so I, i've kind of gotten away from that yeah like when you're young and you're like oh what is my identity what am i going to fill my time with it's like oh i'm going to hustle and do this stuff and you get relationships and you have a kid and stuff and then it's like well my identity is having a relationship and having kids and being present and stuff and that starts to take over your like workplace persona and your your work ambitions and stuff that makes sense pretty cool i gotta do that i gotta get a get a wife and a kid too bad no one's ever gonna love me we <laughs> all love show, you spencer <laughs> we, we, we all love you spencer but not in a way i can profit off of and i don't mean like make money i just mean like doesn't really do anything for my black void of a soul but anyway that's our show uh what do i got to plug i'm not gonna plug anything i'm not gonna just be a, a piece of shit tantruming on the floor and then go give me money 
Um, what do you got? What is, what's coming up next on Trob Home Video? Which, interestingly enough, isn't at home. It's not a home video at all, you know? Well, There's people are watching Traub it at home, I, I feel well, like. And Trob is at home producing things. Yeah, but it's really Schraub Kevin's server video, you know? I mean, that that's, you know, you don't look at like a home video as where the videotape was made. You look at where the where the content was was conceived from. I don't know. Like when I see it, when I saw HBO, you know, when HBO was big, I was like HBO more like like TV studio. Oh, <laughs> this isn't a home box office at all. It's a it's a television company. That sucks. This sucks. You know, yeah, coming up, right. Yeah. Go coming ahead. up next, we've got um, a TV show that we can't talk about again. That you know, you really should be coming out to watch TrobHomeVideo.com on Sunday nights if you want to know what show we're talking about. That you know, Harmon and Trob and a bunch of other people that we know all worked on um, that we're pirating right now. Um, we can't talk about it, but Kevin sure as hell is going to try. <laughs> he's going to yeah. he's going to really test those boundaries. Yes, we're just not going to say names that would get us sued. Um, right. And then after that is real life sci-fi, and then after that. Uh, Rob just handed to me during the, this show the file for this vintage CGI compilation he just made up. So, which I haven't even seen yet. So that's that's going to be at eight fifteen Pacific, eleven fifteen Eastern. That's cool. I wonder. Do you you don't know what real life sci fi is going to talk about today? Do you? I do not. They were looking at Loch Ness monster footage on the Twitch. You can check out real life sci-fi. I think it's just real life sci-fi, all one word, as they have a Twitch account. They they do fun stuff on Twitch. You should check out their Twitch account. Uh, but until next time, we don't have any AI sign-offs, do you? I don't want you to generate. No, I didn't. I didn't make one. I'm sorry. I will next time. No, no, it's fine. I I, I just figured I'd ask just in case. I didn't think. You know, I just wanted to put you on the spot and make you feel less than. Um, but. Until next time, everybody loves me, and I will be loved forever. Goodbye. <laughs>